Roasted Podcast. This is Adam Hunter. I'm here with Bill Dawes. We got a good podcast today. We got Jay Collier, who, uh, crazy story. The guy started MMA at 20 years old, jujitsu, just to lose weight. Wow. He was like 290 pounds and he lost 100 pounds doing jujitsu. Really? The, he made the UFC. He fought at, I think, 185 and had a pretty decent record, but now he's back up to 265 and winning at heavyweight. Uh, so Same. yeah, yeah, yeah. What jujitsu academy did he join? Like, I would put that all over every wall. Like, start <laughs> at twenty, lose a hundred pounds, become a UFC fighter, and then gain the hundred pounds back. And he's doing better as well. He won his last one. As a, he's, he's he's like he wins one, he loses one. He's fighting good guys. He beat Chase Sherman, who hits really fucking hard. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I can't wait to talk to him though. He's uh. Seems like he's kind of nervous. Though. Like he's like he's very like, when's this gonna air? Blah blah blah. Like he's he's asking a lot of a lot of questions. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he seems like a really a good guy. Um, but it's just crazy to have no, because there's really no other sport you can do that. The only person I've ever heard do something like that is Dennis Rodman, who like played no basketball professionally or like like in high school he didn't make the team. He like joined. He like made the college team from just oh, from, really like on the schoolyard. And but he grew like nine inches at age twenty. It was like crazy. Well, it's and also like that that black female speed skater. She, she, was, she stepped on the ice for the first time in two thousand sixteen, and she won the gold. Really? I've never been on ice skates until two thousand sixteen. It's very rare. I mean, but you don't hear that with other sports. Like you don't hear like the baseball player that just picked up baseball at twenty. Yeah, even exactly. Star, even even basketball. Like Robin had like some like played like on the court. You know, he just didn't play. He didn't play in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this dude, Jay Collier. Like hockey. No one just picked up hockey at age twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, so we we, we got to talk uh, to him. We got to talk to Dorita. Or Jessalyn Michelle, who won her PFL fight, and then we, of course we got to talk about the slap around the world, which I guess <laughs> no, it, it went from like COVID to everyone talking about Ukraine to like the slap. It, yeah. it's like it's like no, we can't just nobody can multitask anymore, and th- th- like <laughs> things just end, and, and then we just go on to the next thing. But uh, Jake Collier, here he is. What's going on, man? How are you? I can't hear you for some reason. Uh, I think you're muted. I think you have to unmute yourself. Ask to unmute. Okay. There you go. There, you go. there we go. Jay Collier. Yeah, I'm a very good man. technology. Good. Great. So what's going on? Oh, man. Train, workout, eat, sleep, repeat. Pretty much about it, man. So we, we were talking about you, how you had no martial arts background. Like you went into a jiu-jitsu class at 20. 
and now you're a UFC heavyweight. Can you just tell me, like, how, how does, is that, like, are you like, it's like the blind side, but for MMA or something? Like, like, like how does this happen? Actually, I didn't even do a jiu-jitsu class. It's worse sounding than that. Um, I was a real big kid. I've always been a big guy my whole life, and uh, I was around 300, 305 pounds. My cousin ended up getting married, and I always thought about, like, trying out MMA because, you know, of course, I'm always the big guy, and uh, my my cousin ended up marrying this guy who used some jujitsu. So he's like, yeah, man, if you ever want to come out and train, I'll show you some stuff. And when he meant train, he meant a wrestling mat under a tree. And that's where I started out, bro. And uh, I went to a jujitsu tournament, got destroyed. I won like one match. And this guy was like, man, you're a big kid. Would you ever think about fighting? I was like, sure. And like a month later, I fought. All right. There's a lot we got to get to here because this makes no sense. <laughs> Yeah, uh, because right. not every big person fights. Like, he must also be like retard strong. Uh, well, how how, <laughs> how how old were you when you were at this wedding? I was like 20. 19, 20 years 20. old. You go to a wedding. You're by yourself. You're, you probably haven't got laid yet because you're, you're most right. You're like a virgin or no? No, I already had a kid. I had a kid when I was eighteen. Oh, okay, so yeah. okay, so you're 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 getting some some, some tail. Uh, so you're at this wedding, and now you're going to the tree. And what what does he show you under the tree? It's just like basic shit, like arm bars, head and arm chokes, and stuff like that. Nothing crazy. Anything you can YouTube, you know, pretty much. Um, and I just like you know, I didn't know anything about it, so I like I just listened to him. I still do the same thing with my coaches. I'm a, I'll just do what I'm told. So and now, it was it, did they give you a gi or it was it was no gi? No gi. I've never put a gi on in my life. All right. So it's no gi. You show up. It's a wrestling mat. He's like, do you, do you go live the first time or no? Hey, he just kind of showed me some drills and like basically what we were doing. And then uh, he's quite a bit smaller than me. So like we didn't like really go real hard or nothing like that. But he showed me the basics and stuff. And I don't know. I just kind of liked it. And then I fought. And it was like the greatest adrenaline rush in the world. I knocked this dude out in like 30 seconds of the first round. I was like, this is the greatest feeling in the world. <laughs> did you did you ever play football? I mean, you're a big guy. You played football, right? I, no, I never played a sport. We were too poor. Like you never just, played a sport. Never in my wow. life, man. I okay, so you're 20 years old. I cut a lot of firewood <laughs> and worked on a lot of cars. <laughs> but you you must have a, a, a sort of like supernatural strength that you've known about this isn't just like hey i just lucked into it like clearly there's some gifts you have that the rest of the humanity doesn't have that got you in this position because <laughs> think about all the big boys that want to be in the ufc none of them get there yeah. so just be honest you're like chimpanzee strong what's happening yeah i mean is everybody that what it is? I've ever, i don't know everybody i've ever trained with and stuff they're always like even when i was little like an 85er everybody's like man you're just crazy strong but also, I welded for 14 years carrying steel every day of my life. So, I mean, some people say, like, you just got that working man strength. But, I mean, ever since I was a kid, I was cutting trees down, split logs, hauling logs. This is what I did, man. This is what we had to do to heat our house. So, freeze so, yeah. your ass off. And now, this cut is like, down. Now, so, you grew up in, like, rural Missouri, right? Like, Missouri. Yeah. Like Cuba, Missouri. Little town, Cuba, Missouri. Yeah, I've heard of it. I've actually passed it. I did Lake of the, uh, the Ozarks. I used to do a yeah. show 
at uh in like Mizzou. Forgot the name of the club. But there was like a there was like five colleges there. It was amazing. There were so many hot chicks there. I forgot the name of the club. <laughs> and I'd be like, I did the show. I'm like, if any girl likes my show, just grab my cock. Because the dance club afterwards and girls just grab my. I was like, I go, don't buy my merch. Just grab my cock. It was like a great way to, to like. Anyway, um, nice icebreaker. Nice, of course. And girls just come to you. So now, do you after the first month your jujitsu? The guy says, hey, you want to take a fighting class? Do you put you get thrown into an MMA gym? Nah, man, I um, just kind of rocked uh, training with that guy, my buddy Bobby, who it was. And uh, I went seven and one as an amateur before I actually got with a gym, the so gym I'm with now. It was just you and Bobby. And yep. how, did Bobby teach you how to punch and kick? Um, not really. Uh, <laughs> we just kind of went with what I was. I always hit hard. Like I always naturally was a guy that just hit really hard. So that always just kind of worked out for us. Like, I couldn't even hit mitts, man. Like, no kidding. We tried that, trying to hit mitts and stuff. And, uh, yeah, it did not work out. So it was more like punch the heavy bag, gas yourself out, get in great you shape. getting fights in school? Were you in school getting in fights with other kids? I got in, like, one fight in eighth grade over some <laughs> – this is a story for you. This kid thinks I stole his lead pencil. So I'm at the urinal taking a piss. And I get a tap on the shoulder, and he – blast me in the nose dude and my little cousins at the time were living with us and they were in the bathroom they're just looking at me like you gonna take that you know i gotta look you know they look up to me so yeah, i gotta do something about this that and i had my fucking albert Pujols jersey on that my sister bought me i got blood on it so i was pissed about that i'm a huge cardinals fan of course. and so we go to the class bell rings after like five minutes i see him in the hallway and i just I didn't. I was scared shitless, you know, and I just threw my books at him and just started beating the hell out of him. Did you have <laughs> piss all over yourself? It. Was, it, was it while you were pissing? So did you like... Did yeah, you, dude. Uh, so <laughs> you, you had piss, your head went into the bus, you had blood and piss all over yourself. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Wow. Uh, Will Smith is out of control. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, Chris, Chris Rock is a man for that, because I'm telling you right now, if anybody ever did that to me, we have some problems. Oh, my God. <laughs> No, no, you're no one would do that to you, though. It's the difference. You know yeah, what I mean? That's what I, that's what I hated about the whole thing was that Will Smith, like, like it's like when this other comic sucker punched me at a comedy club. He was a bigger comic. So I turned around and I hit him like six times and fucking whatever. But he only hit me because he thought that he could that I wasn't going to hit him back. Like, yeah. like Will Smith only did that because Chris Rock's half his size. That's what yeah. bothered me the whole thing. He wanted that if it was yeah. Vin Diesel was hosting or Joe Rogan or The Rock. Or the Rock. He's, yeah. he's not doing that. He, he did it because he knew Chris Rock wouldn't hit him back, which is to me the biggest bitch move. Um, yeah. But we're going to get into all that because we got, got, got a whole, whole segment on that. I want to talk about you, though, Jake, first. So <laughs> when you walk into an MMA gym and you're seven and one, which MMA gym did you walk into Krause's gym? No, I train out of uh, Pitt Smith. MMA. It's uh, it's not even really a gym. It's more like a shed with a mat in it with one light bulb. And uh, yeah, dude, you just make it work. You That's why I didn't realize you're seven foot one. <laughs> no, he's seven <laughs> one. That was his record. So oh, Jesus Christ. I was like, I've never seen a seven foot one. No, 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 no. He's seven and one. <laughs> wait, that, that wait, that's where you still train in, the, in that shed? Yep. Yep. Dude, what? you're like Bigfoot. Shit, man. So it's like Rocky Four training. Now, Dude, the last training camp, it was cold as shit in there because we just had these, like, little space heaters. It was like some rocky shit. It was freezing balls in there all the time, man. 
Now, do they do, do, now do the coaches look at you like this guy knows nothing? Because I would assume if one guy is training you who's not a striking coach or a wrestling coach and only knows a couple of jiu-jitsu moves, and you're seven and one, are, are people just amazed at how far you've gotten with the limited amount of actual technique you know? Yeah, I mean, um, like when I first started training my coach Patrick Smith, uh, I remember him telling another coach that we had there at the time saying that the guy was asking if I was any good. And then Patrick said, no, he's not good. He's just mean and tough. <laughs> but we can work with him. Yeah. And I've been there ever since. I got Patrick and then uh, my wrestling coach, Chris Pullman, man. Like, they've taught me so much, you know, in such a short amount of time. Is it Patrick so, Smith, Pat, like like Patrick Smith pride, Patrick Smith, like the legend Patrick no, Smith? No. Oh, no. not not that Patrick Smith? It's a different Patrick No. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Got it. Got it. Um, now – that's amazing. Now you lost a hundred pounds and you were looking ripped, uh, shredded. And then, uh, are you married? Yeah. I'm married with three boys. Cause like, sometimes, uh, cause sometimes like the wife looks like super hot and then you get married and she gains a hundred pounds. Uh, I feel like that's what happened to you. Uh, because you were like, <laughs> fucking, you were 185 and then you're like, fuck it. You went back up to two, what to 300, right? Yeah, pretty much. How did you I do that? To, did you just say fuck it? Yeah, I got go? to the point. I remember my last fight at 185, man. It would just fucking kill me to make that weight class. And I remember looking – I made the weight. I remember looking at my coaches, and I'm like, I'm never fucking cutting at 185 again. I'm not doing – I'll quit fighting before I, I do this again. So then I got moved up to 205, um, did okay. Then I got suspended over like an over-the-counter pre-workout that I've taken like my entire career. And – um and, uh, man, I was just working like 60, 70 hours a week welding, you know, wasn't training, just eating junk and really wasn't training much. It's kind of fucking disappointing because I'm probably the cleanest fighter in the UFC. I don't do anything, you know. I don't – I hardly don't – I mean, dude, other than like protein and vitamins, it's about the only shit I take now because I'm so scared of what's in this shit that they're buying – that I'm buying. And, uh, yeah, I just said, fuck it. Like, I'll fight heavyweight. I'm a big dude. And uh, I love it, man. I don't well, have to fucking. I mean, you're so worry. quick. Like, like I can't believe you have no boxing background because your last fight against Chase Sherman, by the way, was awesome. Because Chase Sherman's yeah. a bad motherfucker. Like, bare he's a beast. Boxing. Yeah, he's a beast. And uh, you, you ran through him. I mean, did he ever hurt you at all during that fight? He hit me once. Um, that was another shit show, man. My coach got COVID. Like. My wrestling coach was there and my wife. That's who I had in my corner, you know? <laughs> I swear to God, dude, not even making that up, man. Uh, I just was focused. I knew that uh, – I knew Chase was tough. Um, I, I I don't know. I think I was just better well-rounded than him. And uh, Is your wife a fighter? Kind of weird. No, she's a <laughs> – she runs a branch for a company for, like, in-home co- uh, in-home nursing. Like, and she was in your <laughs> corner, like, with the, with the, with the friggin' squeegee and everything? Uh, yeah, she was the, I guess you'd call her the towel girl. <laughs> what, did, what did your wife tell you? Oh, nothing. I told her, don't say shit. Just let my coach talk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. You, you look won, at the clock. You won by a rear naked choke. You look great. Uh, the, 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 the fight before that, split decision, could have went your way. You, you, uh, yeah. you beat Gian Volante, who's like a, an all-American wrestler. Uh, that dude, like, I mean, he's been fighting his entire career. 
Um, another guy who kind of has your similar thing of like, I think could make 205 if he wanted to, but also was like a bigger dude. Um, that, that's a big win. Now you, you, you lost to Tom Aspinall, who they're calling the next big thing. Do you yeah. think, is he, is he as good as everyone's saying he is? I don't know. Um, that was a fucking shit camp for me. Uh, we didn't get to train much with COVID. And then you fly me all the way around the other side of the world. I'm fighting at like 4 a.m. on a Sunday. Um, he hits hard. I'll give him that. Like, he fucking cracked me. It was a good one. But uh, I'd like to run that back eventually because I'm in a different mindset. I'm in, you know, just a different part of my life now and feel a lot better. And just uh, I'm enjoying fighting again. You know, I enjoy it. I love it again. Are you still welding? Uh, uh-uh. I do side work. I mean, I got my own little shit here at my house, but I do some fabbing stuff some every once in a while. Um, and then, you, and then uh, you beat Marcel Fortuna, who's also great, uh, high level black belt. And the guy's yeah. like beyond. And, and are you any belt? Yeah, I'm a world class white belt. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, and then you, Devin Clark. That was a good fight. Devin Clark's a badass. That was a good, that was a, that was a tough fight. That was, that was he didn't want to fight. He just wanted to take me down and lay on me. That's all he wanted to do. Right, 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 right. And then, I mean, you, you, you keep winning, losing, winning, losing, uh, winning, losing your first, uh, you, you, be, you, you beat Gabriel Checo. Uh, yeah. and Checo's also a high level black belt. Um, yeah, I submitted him. I mean, that's a, what was that? That's a big win. I said I submitted, I submitted him. Yeah. yeah I mean, do you think people are just underrating your jiu-jitsu? Oh yeah, cool. I don't ever show it really. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a fan of MMA. I want to see guys bang. I want to see guys stand up and throw, put on a show. I don't want to see three rounds of some guy laying on top of somebody unless you get a submission. And a lot of these guys play the shit too safe. They get down on the ground and they're just, you know, riding around out. I'm not that. I'm the kind of guy that puts the pedal to the floor, and uh, let's see whose gas tank holds up better, you know, and. Uh, I, my ground game is good, man. I go with uh, a lot of top-level guys. Andrew Sanchez, two-time national champion. We used to train every day together. He wanted help with striking. I wanted help with wrestling. He's a brown belt on a Marcelo Garcia. The guy is good. And I roll. I used to roll with that guy every day, you know. And so how I'm not you, really – How do you get so good at striking with no official striking? I, I With no official striking, I mean – My coach, you... Pat. And my coach, Pat, man, he's – his striking, the way he describes it and the way he comes up with stuff, man, it's like, I just, we just click. We just go together, man. And uh, there's gyms. There's a lot of local gyms around here, big name, bigger name gyms that uh, always are asking him to come do seminars and stuff because what he puts out of our gym, like a lot of the guys that train with me, um, like right now we got a guy, Terry, he, he can't get fights because as an amateur, because nobody wants to fight him. He just hits. He hits hard, and he's got good takedown defense, and he's got nasty hands. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I'm like, uh, I mean, it's awesome. You're a hum- humble guy. You got three boys. You're married. Good guy. You still, you got, you, you still like still, still living in like the woods. Do you like hunt your own food? No, or- not anymore. My uh, my wife is actually originally from Illinois, and I'm from you know Cuba. So we kind of met in the middle. We live in Union now, in the cute little suburbs. <laughs> I hate it here. But I'm Wait. a car guy, man. I love building cars, so I'm the, I can't really have my junk here. You know, I was so. kidding. You used to actually hunt your own food? Yeah, oh yeah. We used to deer hunt, squirrel hunt, rabbit hunt all the time. Wait, you ate squirrel? Yeah, it's good. You take squirrel, you make biscuits and gravy, and you fry up some potatoes, you mix that shit together. It's fire. 
What? Uh, what? <laughs> what? Are, you, are you joking or no? You actually? No, you, I have no reason to lie. I don't even know you. Like, why I, I, would I lie to you? <laughs> so there's like squirrels in your front yard. You have like a BB gun or like, how do you kill the squirrel? You have a trap? Uh, well, we had, we had acres, you know, it wasn't like I was just like posted up in my front yard waiting for them to pop out. Like we would go hunting in the woods and uh, I used a 12 gauge because it's just kind of like point name and you're going to get them. My dad always used a 22. Oh. Doesn't that like? Oh, doesn't that scroll explode with a twelve gauge? I mean, how does it even? No, no, because they're normally pretty high up in the trees, and you see, you use like a bird shot. It just, it just speckles them and it kills them. And then, how do you know where <laughs> to eat out of it? Like, what do you put it in? What do you mean? What do you put it in? You skin like, it, you clean it, you take the meat off the bone, you fry it up in the skillet. Like this, how much? How much meat could be in a squirrel? Like, like well, I mean, you got to shoot quite a few of them, but I mean, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you. And then, uh, and you're Peter better not hear this shit. I'm gonna get my ass chewed by this. Watch, Bill. You're actually you're missing. I, I was kidding. I was like, so do you got now just still hunt your own food? I was joking, and he's like, no, no, my wife. Uh, there's a supermarket now in our town, and uh, he he tell me him and his kids used to eat squirrels. They would go around like shooting little squirrels out of the trees and and eating them with with biscuits. Uh, like, have, have you ever heard? I mean, what what year are we in? Like, the, have you ever heard of this, Bill? I mean, that is like some backwoods Huck Finn stuff. <laughs> Do you think that's why you might be 280 pounds? I mean, you think maybe like the diet? Is a, I mean, all right. So you would the deer? I, I understand. Like, I, I hear deer is delicious. I never, I've never tasted mm-hmm. a deer. But all right, Very so deer, lean. squirrel. What else do we, were you guys eating? Elk, uh, rabbits, turkey. Rap. Oh, we got three little rabbits back there. Oh man, uh, how do now? How do rabbits taste? Good, kind of like a chicken. Okay, got it, got it. So, I mean, so your kid now are like, is it you and like your three kids all going around with getting rabbits and squirrels? Is it no, like- no, no, no. <laughs> my kid, like my my dad, when I was growing up, like I kind of got forced into shit I didn't want to do. So uh, as a father now, I kind of let my kids make their own choices of what they want to do and stuff because. I can literally rebuild any fucking car in the world from the ground up because my dad forced me to work on cars my whole life. And, you know, that's I don't want to be that's that an amazing dad. skill, though. That's an amazing I know, Jesus. skill to have. I mean, you, you'll always have a job, like, yeah. no matter what. Um, so you like building cars? Oh, yeah. I'm building a 1970 Ford right now. How do you, now, how do you get the parts off the Internet? Or how do you, how, do you go around the car places? I mean, I all my buddies, all my redneck buddies, we're all uh, we're always dealing with cars, we're always trading shit. You know, most of the stuff I got, like this truck was my dad's before he passed away, and uh, I took it. Obviously, it's mine now, and uh, it's been in the family for like seventeen years. And he, uh, it was a two-wheel drive F one hundred short bed, and uh, I four-wheel drived it and put nine inches of lift on it and a big block four-speed in it. And could you custom make a car? Do what? Could you custom make a car? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You good? Could you do a oh, four-door yeah. convertible? Because those don't exist anymore. I'll pay you a dollar. As I say, probably because they're not safe. That's too much. <laughs> There's no construction. You'd have to really reinforce the bottom of the car. Yeah. I mean, right, maybe pretty- you could like actually just drive around in that killing squirrels and then eating them. Like, that could be like your thing. You could like, I honestly, you're really hung up on the no, squirrel no, thing, I honestly, man. I honestly think that you should like, 
this should be your shtick. Like you should come out, you know, like hillbilly gym or something. You should have overalls and like a hat. Yo, I'm not like, that bad. Jesus. <laughs> I think you should be like Ozzy Osbourne. Go go on the octagon and like bite a squirrel's head off. Don't you don't you think like like you know how like, like MMA used to have promos? You know, they'd be like, like what's Jake Call? Like you like the WWE used to have like here when the word Jake Collier is, and you're like in the back and you're like. I don't know. It's like you and your kids were by the ghost, fi- like a fire or whatever, and you're hunting. And like, that's awesome, man. No, man, I got nothing but you're a man's man, dude. I, I can yeah, last, dude. I can last a day in your world. I can't build a fuck. I can't build any car. He can beat up anybody, and he can build a car. And he has three look, kids. I don't know how to hunt. Like, like you're like, like if the, the world ends, like you realize that everyone's going to your house. <laughs> <laughs> How, how many how many guns do you own? Mm, a few, quite a few. <laughs> so we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> uh, I feel like you and Bryce Mitchell should like combine forces. Like he could be like you adopt him or something. Like I feel like you guys. Are... <laughs> I've never trained with him. Actually, one of my buddies, Dakota Bush, he's uh, he's trained down there with him quite a bit. They're pretty good buddies. I've never personally trained. With him. There's quite a bit of size difference there, but yeah, I like Dakota, uh, Dakota every... Harry Bush. We had him on the show, Harry Bush. Yeah, yeah he's a good dude. Uh, <laughs> So this is going to come out Monday, which uh, which means this Saturday will be the big fight. So let's go over some fights with you. Um, Volkanovski versus the Korean Zombie. I think Volkanovski is going to win, but it's one of these things where I'm like, is everyone overlooking the zombie? Because everyone's just no. I don't know anybody picking the zombie for this fight. Uh, Jay Collier, who do you have in this fight? I have Volkanovski. I'm a huge fan of that guy. That guy's just good everywhere. And the zombie's been out for a while, so. Yeah, 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 I'm going with the chair. Bill? I mean, same thing. Cause I, I feel like the zombie, he, he got the twister. He, he's like Masvidal. He had that one fucking great one. And then everyone thought he was like the next big thing. And he never lived up to it. So, yeah, Volkanovski for sure. The zombies had some fucking great fights, as did Masvidal. I'm, I'm going to have to uh, step in there. I don't like the <laughs> fact that Masvidal fucking punched Colby. Uh, nah, I fucked up. But with four guys with a mask on and then says... Hey, let's do the show your face challenge. And, and I just think that Masvidal, you don't what exactly to- happened? I, I missed the exact story. He, he like just in a so parking Kobe, lot of him. Kobe was out with like, I guess the, the, this uh, podcast and the, the, uh, the, the Nelk boys have a big podcast. And I guess he was out with them. The guy was tweeting like where they were in Miami. Masvidal shows up allegedly with a mask, which I guess maybe because of COVID or, I mean, I don't know why. And then basically punches Kobe. Now, some people say Kobe lost. Uh, he had a, he had he had a, a veneer. Uh, some people say he didn't. Kobe then sued, uh, press charges. Maxwell got arrested, posted bail, fifteen thousand dollars. Is this a bad look for MMA? Bad look for Maxwell? Kobe comes out looking good here, in, in some ways, uh, which is not usually the way Kobe looks. It seems like Kobe usually is the guy that like almost thrives on negative energy in, in a fun way, kind of. But uh, Jake, what are your thoughts on that? Man, uh, first off, that's fucking some cowardly shit, you know, in my opinion. The guy's sitting at a steakhouse eating dinner with some people, and you're going to run up and punch him. You had 25 minutes to do something with him. Yeah. And, and you just – and he probably made a million dollars for that fight, you know, and you couldn't do shit. Now you're going to go sucker punch him at a steakhouse and all this and blah, blah, blah. It's like that's some bullshit, man. I think that he should be charged like assault. I mean, dude, we're professional athletes for a reason. Kids look up to us. You can't be doing that shit. 
I heard I heard from a pretty good source that it was like Kobe made two million. No, I mean I mean Masvidal made two million. Kobe made five hundred grand. That's that's just what I heard. What? So yeah, like I I don't know maybe the contract and and I think Masvidal signed like a six fight contract after that. Like they might yeah. even and they might even cut him because they make a clause in the contract of like you do some stupid shit we could just cut you. It's it's a bad look and it doesn't um doesn't help. And it doesn't help at all. And also, it's just like, we have, plus you have five guys with you. That was the one thing I love about Chael Sonnen, man. Ch- like, Chael Sonnen would f- call out Fedor. He, 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 would take, he would fight John Jones on a week notice. He, he fought Rampage. I mean, he fought these fucking, he, he never called out a smaller guy. Even when Colby recently called out Poirier, it was like, dude, he's, he's 55. I mean, what, what, do you, what do you gain there? But yeah. But, but call out Shemaev or, you know, call Adesanya and you're the man, you know. Um, speaking of Shemaev uh, versus Gilbert Burns, is this guy the real deal? Jay Collier, talk to me, man. I don't know, man. I was in Dubai or Abu Dhabi or wherever the hell Fight Island was. Uh, and I watched that guy was there, man. That dude's uh, just looking at him. You know, you can just tell, like, there's some guys that are like, hmm. That guy's a fucking killer. And you can just tell, man, I was watching this dude run on the treadmill. I, I swear that dude ran on the treadmill for like a fucking hour. And he's just always working out. I don't know the guy personally, but just being around him and seeing him, like that dude's a different animal. I'm going to go with him on that. I like Gilbert Burns a lot, but I, I just think that wrestling pedigree that he has is going to shut down any jujitsu that Burns has. For some reason, Burns seems like the nicest human being in the world. He where, is <laughs> like if he loses, he's like my brother. Like he'll give you a hug. Like he doesn't. I, it's weird. Like he he's at a, a different. I would love to achieve the. I don't know the zen that this dude's achieved in life, where he's such a killer. But I don't think him losing is would would like like if Colby lost to Chimaev, he would probably run seven hundred miles and and like lock himself in a room. Like, like when I, you know, Kobe just doesn't, he fixates on these certain people. They lose, they don't like fucking losing. I don't know, man. For some reason, I think that you're right. So I was going to win. I want Burns to win, but I don't think Burns is going to be that burnt by it. Like it's a, I'm, do you understand what I'm saying, Jake? Yeah. You know, like, I, I completely get what you're saying. Uh, so Aljamain versus Peter Yan. I want to, uh, I coach middle school wrestling. Aljamain took time off of his, of, of his, of his, vacation to help coach my team I, I will for no money uh i will always be indebted to that dude he, he's a good dude and uh, i like aljamain i hope he wins i hope he learned his lesson as peter yan but man that first fight did not look good <laughs> jake who wins this fight uh i'm going with yan man sorry <laughs> yeah nothing against uh the other guy, but I just I don't know, man. These that guy's a beast, you know. And that knee was kind of fucked up, you know. Like it was clear that Sterling was down, and the ref even was like, "He's down," and he was like, "What?" <laughs> fucking weird. Uh, Bill, who wins this fight? I mean, you gotta go with Peter Yan. You know what I mean? I know. I don't know though. I mean, Aljo's a smart dude. I could just. I mean, he 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 did so bad that first fight that. I feel like he can watch that and watch that and watch that and study it, but I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen. Mackenzie Dern versus uh, Tisha Torres. I want, I don't know. Tisha's on a different level. Uh, 
Mackenzie Dern is obviously an incredible grappler, and but I think I think he's going to keep it on the feet and just outbox her and just outstrike her uh, the whole fight. Jake, what do you think? Mackenzie Derns. I think her grappling's too good, and she's going to probably be a little bit bigger of the women. And if she gets a hold of her, and and actually, I think Derns' stand-up's coming around. You know, I mean, she's she's starting to really put it together, and uh, that's who I, uh, I just think that that's where it's going to. I think she's going to be the bigger, stronger, get her to the ground and beat her. Bill, you know me, I go for the jujitsu, and who's hotter? So Mackenzie Dern, you know, what Dude, I, mean? I don't know. Well, yeah, Matisha's a fucking hot chick. She she downplays it a lot. But when she gets, uh, when she actually like, you see her, oh, really, dude, you see her in like a skirt with a Brie. Let me my wife's upstairs. <laughs> did you see her like in a fucking skirt and like a mini thing under her fucking little six pack? And she got a little, an ass. I mean, uh, no disrespect to her, her girlfriend, uh, Raquel <laughs> Pennington. Uh, but no, no, she, uh, when she gets done up, it's close. It's fucking, it's close. I'm telling you, everyone was all about Mackenzie Dern. Uh, who is obviously very beautiful. Uh, Alexi Olnick, who's 59, 16, and 1, uh, I guess is now fighting Jared Bandera. I think that was the guy that got, is that the guy that got humped the last time? Was he on the ground? The guy started like, like fuck, fucking him in the, in the face. Remember? I don't know. Didn't he, he fought that, like, that, that huge black dude that started like, oh, no, no, no. Who was it? It was like a, he fought, somebody fought like a huge black guy that literally started humping his face. Um, <laughs> But that, that wasn't him. Uh, he lost to Arlovsky his last fight, this guy. Uh, Alexi Olnick, uh, he's the guy that keeps winning by that. that what's that one move? Ezekiel choke. Ezekiel choke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he lost his last three. Uh, who wins this fight? Wait, he's at, he's at heavyweights? Yeah, Jake mm-hmm. Collier. Who wins this fight? I'm going to say Jared. Yeah, yeah, because he's younger and not 90 years old and faster and – Big, big, strong dude. He's like six four. Got an eighty inch reach. Um, Stand up's decent. He actually fought Justin Taffa, the guy I'm about to fight and beat him. Um, and I think he's a good grappler. I actually wanted to fight that other guy. I can't even remember his name. I just called him the Ezekiel Choke guy, just because I think I, I think I'd knock him out in the first round. And Where does he get the Ezekiel from? Right? Mount? Does he get it from Mount all the time? He's got it from mount. He's got it from his back. He's been mounted and got it. I don't understand how people don't know how to defend this submission. I told that my coach like and Gee, it's one of the easiest chokes to, to uh, prevent. Usually, you know. Yeah, like I told my coaches, if I get that fight and I get choked out with a Zico choke, they can kick me out of the gym. <laughs> but you're the only guy in the gym. It's just you, so then I would have no gym if that was the case. That's a close. Yeah. Well, the squirrels too. The squirrels will live there. They have to, they have to, yeah. have to close the shed. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So that's. Uh, but okay. So let's talk about your fight, Judge Tafa. When are you fighting him? April thirtieth. Where? Vegas. Uh, Apex. Yeah. And what do, what do you know about Tafa? Uh, he's a lefty. Throws a big left hand. He likes his lead hand uppercut, and he throws body kicks. Um, and he missed weight. Like I can't, I don't, I can't even fathom that. Like, how are you a heavyweight and you miss weight? Like, come on, dude. Like, and it's not. Don't get me wrong. It's not like he looks like Nagano either. Like, yeah, yeah right. together, bro. Yeah. But I hope he misses weight again so I get some of his money. Yeah. So, do you bring in lots of lefties for that? Uh, I actually do have quite a few lefties. Uh, more like built like him and stuff. Like his reach. Like we really focused on that and uh and then i got a couple huge huge wrestlers i've been going with that are 
pretty big boys, you know, 280, 285. Um, so I've been wrestling a lot with those guys. So if it gets to the wrestling department, I think I'll just be just fine. Where do you find these guys? Like, are they on the woods walking around? So pretty much, man. Like, little small towns out in the middle of nowhere, bro. I'm not even joking. You guys have, like, the VFWs just hanging out. You're like, hey, I used to wrestle back in the day. They just pound them, and they just show up to your, to your shed? Nah, man, just friends, like, uh, all wrestled in high school and stuff. And uh, guys I've known for a long time, they fought, and, you know, maybe they're retired or something now. And uh, they're, they're showing up for camp and helping me out. Like, last night, for, for example, last night, uh, my we call it like a shark tank. I got fresh guys every 30 seconds on me for five, five-minute rounds. At the end of it, I think I was shaking hands with the fucking devil because I thought I was going to die. But yeah. you know, I only got four more weeks of hell, and then I get to go have fun. I love yeah. it, man. I love it. Well, listen, Jake, where can people follow you? I mean, my Instagram, uh, what is that called? Because I don't even follow. I don't even I don't, Jake Collier. I don't know, man. They gave me yeah. shit about it in my last fight. It's going to be a star, they gave, kid. They gave me shit about that in my last fight. They're like, you don't post anything on social media. Why is that? I'm like, because I don't, I don't think anybody gives a shit about what I have to say. And, I, I, feel like, I feel like there's a lot of people that can relate to you. I feel like there's a big part of a, the UFC fan base that would love you if they knew you. But I don't. But you're doing great the way you are. So fuck it. Fuck everybody. Just they'll, they'll find you. I yeah. don't. You know, I'm, I'm a. I wouldn't say like I. You know, I'm the type of person like I don't really need a lot of friends. Like I just need good friends. You know, I don't need to know a hundred people. I don't give a shit to know a million people. Like I'm just trying to do what I do. Well, you're doing oh, a good job, goodness. man. You're doing a fucking great job. And I can't, I'll can't. i be rooting for your next fight, man. And uh, thanks for coming on the podcast, Jake. What's up, people? Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fire coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Now head over to their website or use your mobile device. To sign up today and receive your... 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code CLNS50 to get started. It's not just basketball, but online is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage. And it's the best in the business, okay? From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online, where the game starts. No problem, man. All right, take care, brother. Anytime. Thank you, man. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. Thank you. Hey, man. man, that was uh, uh man, that dude, how 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 funny is that guy? <laughs> Great, man. That's like one of people like in a weird way, it's like that's the type of person who's like gotten the answer to life. You can go to like the, the top of Nepal and all that shit, but that guy's just like, yeah, man. I got married kids and live in a, I have work in a shed. Dude, fight you know his he, weld again. Dude, he, no, he, he actually quit his welding business, but, but he says he still, he, he like still to help people out. But you know what it is, man? Like I hate the fact that social media is part of my business. Like I know. It, it, because it, it's such a toxic environment and it's such you like it, I mean, part of my therapy is like me dealing with like, you know, people, shit people say or how I feel or whatever. 
and I respect and uh, admire and also look up people that are just like, don't have to do that shit. You know, I mean, yeah. I hate to say it, but people, they see that you're working and as a comic and how many followers do you have? And you go to sell a TV show and they go, what's your social media like? Or, you know, yeah. people want to sponsor you and they go, oh, I'll give you this money if you post this or whatever it is. But man, there's that dude's living. He's living in the moment. And yeah. uh, and, and he's not on his phone. Doesn't give a shit, and uh, and he's a badass. He's a fucking, but but yeah, man, what a hilarious dude. I I would still never eat a fucking score. I mean, unless I had to, <laughs> like, like, holy fuck! I feel like a squirrel to hop up on his shoulder, like he had a pet. <laughs> something, you know? Ah, dude, <laughs> he, he was. He, we have three little bunnies. I, I mean, fuck. <laughs> I mean, but I guess look, man, if if you don't have the if that's you got to eat. If you don't have the money and yep. it's out there. And I How guess you have food for that guy, you know what I mean? Forever. Dude, I mean, I, I eat turkey and chicken and, uh, all, you know, lamb. And so why is that any better than eating a squirrel? It's not, it's really, it's not. I mean, I, I would never eat a dog. Um, but like, I, I like my friend has a pig and every time I go to my friend's house, who has a pig, I, I leave going, I'm never eating fucking pork again, no more. <laughs> and then all of a sudden bacon comes out. Oh, well, it's already dead. You know? But, um, yeah, I'm like, you know, well, it's just going to waste. It's here. But, man, but you, you know, you meet people's animals and then you don't want to ever eat animals uh, again. But if I, but if you have to, if you live in the woods and you don't, you can't afford to go out to, you know, the cheesecake factory, then go to the fucking, the squirrels right there. That's what you got to do. Uh, his, his father raised him right. You know, his father, his father made him a fucking, a man, a responsible, a responsible grown adult man who, is a good husband and a good father and a fucking great fighter. I mean, obviously, I mean, imagine, I mean, imagine how good he would be if he started when he was eight, you know? I, know. I mean, the dude's already, he's, he's, he's submitting high level. He's submitting Checo, a Gabriel. Is he's like getting rear naked chokes on people. It's not just striking. He's submitting black, high level black belts. Like That's high nice. level, and he he's beating all college all Americans, in re, in wrestling, and he he doesn't he trains out of a fucking shed. Well, when you watch him, what do you see? Do you just see him overpowering the people, or his energy, or what is it? Speed? He's got incredibly quick hands, uh, and he's one of those dudes that looks fat. So when he hits, I don't think people realize how it's like a Roy Nelson effect. Yeah, yeah. Like Roy Nelson hits so fucking hard. But you don't think like you look at Nganu and you look at Roy Nelson and you're like, oh, who hits harder? And you're like, Nganu, that might not be the fucking case, to be honest. Like yeah. Roy Nelson yeah. people to fucking sleep. I mean, I mean, yeah, he did. So, so just because you don't look like you can hit hard, you know, and then you see people that, uh, you know, Colby Covington, who's shredded with the fucking 12 pack. But for some reason, he may not hit as hard as, you know, Gabriel, uh, as, you know, uh, Johnny Hendricks, you know, yeah. you look at Johnny Hendricks, that dude fucking hit hard, you know, yeah. but, but you look, you're like, oh, Colby's going to hit harder than Johnny Hendricks, but Hendricks puts you out. I mean, puts you yeah. the fuck out. Uh, so anyway, I got to leave Saturday. I'm doing a cruise ship, by the way. Uh, I have such a love hate relationship with these cruise ships, Bill, because I don't get to see my kid for a week. And I'm sure you know that it's the worst. It's, yeah, it's, the worst. it's I feel like I'm a bad parent. 
my, my kid like, you know, cries. She doesn't want to talk to me on FaceTime because she's, oh. and, you know, and then she, uh, you know, it's like, oh, it's the worst. And then when I'm home, she can't, she won't stop hugging me because she, she thinks I'm, when I leave the house, I'm always leaving. So, oh, no. like, like, it's, yeah. So it's like, but look, I spend so much time with her because of my job. So I spend every waking second with her that I can. If I have like a nine to five, I spend a lot less time with her than if I, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. But uh, man, these cruise ships are hilarious. I mean, it used to be like, there used to be break dancers on the ship and they would just bang everybody, like everybody. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're working with all the moms, all the bachelorette parties, all anybody. And, they're, they're, and then they're also working with the dancers. And they're also like their whole life. They've been like their professional break. Like who, like no one really becomes a professional break dancer. So, uh, dude, there was one time these guys went skinny dipping. These two guys in the Bahamas at like we used to overnight in the Bahamas, and they go with these three girls from the ship not, that weren't even like, just passengers, which you can't do. But they didn't give a fuck. Yeah. And then while they're in the ocean, people stole their their clothes, so they had to go back to the ship like butt naked. They found towels somehow. Dude, these guys were hilarious. I mean, some of the things that I, uh, on the ship, dude, like the meltdowns that comics have, because, you know, I got to do three different, I got to do three PG shows, right? 30 minutes. And it's yeah. just, the same crowd keeps coming back. If they, if they like you, they'll keep so coming three back. completely different PG shows. You're, you're required to do one, but if you want to work and you want to do well, my opinion, you, you got to do at least two different ones, if not three. So an hour and a half of PG. And then. Do you end up telling stories with that? Because I know you have tons of one-liners, but come on, it's PG. You must tell, tell some stories or something, yeah? Mm, no? Not real. Some, some, you know. Uh, but then I also do, then you got to do four different, you, four, you have four adult shows. 2.30, 2.20. So I do all four different shows. So I do three hours of different material. But, wow. But a lot of comics... I figured out how to do it. It's been taking me years. I figured out what to do. You know, um, I went through like, you know, I have 220 pages of jokes written. Yeah. And I went through each one and go put this there, that there, that there. Cause I was there for a week. I'm like, fuck it. Right. But dude, there was a comic one time that like, first of all, there was this girl that was the, the, the comedy club host who was just, you know, these girls that are just way too flirty, but like, they're oh, too, yeah. like, they're too hot. Maybe they got hot later on in life. And <laughs> And this girl was just like, always like, we'll wear these low cut things, tits are out, fucking blonde, beautiful. But she had a boyfriend that was the, uh, the, the sound guy from Scotland that had an alcohol problem, like a fucking, you know, just an angry Scottish tatted up. And this comic I worked with ran out of jokes, like, and it was the same crowd. And he didn't want to repeat because like people just get up and leave. And then they tell you, oh, by the way, you walk 25 people. I'm like, yeah, because they saw the show an hour ago. They don't say, because yeah. a lot of times they, they don't even tell you. It's They'll put it like in the program, sometimes repeat show, but no one reads the fucking program. People just go, oh, comedy show, you know? So this dude like does like five minutes and he's bombing. And then I don't know what happened. He was like a kind of a cleaner, goofy comic, tall, white, pale guy from Canada. And he's like, that girl who's the host just brought me on. He's like, I want to fuck her so bad. Oh, All no. I do is fucking think of, I've jerked off to her 12 fucking times. He's like, I just want to come on her face. I just want to dude. this went on. She's mortified. Like, like, Oh my God. The guy, the sound guy is going crazy. Like, like you could see steam. 
Dude, I was <laughs> I was crying laughing. I was like, this is the this is the funniest fucking show I've ever seen in my life. Like the dude had a complete ma- he never worked again for the company. I never see like that was it. Cause like the guy, the girl had to write a, a review afterwards of the show. <laughs> the review might have been like, I just got sexually assaulted. Uh, Did but, he know uh, that he was tanking it? Did he know that he was like, fuck it, I don't give a shit. This is my last show. I'm having fun. I think was he was just like, deluded. I think, I think he was one of those dudes that like was like, you know, a lot of times people get into like late night. It, it, it was like sometimes these late night comedy clubs. Where people just go up yeah. there and just fucking have meltdowns, but it's like funny, you know. Yeah. Um, it's one thing to do that, like at a, at a at a comedy club. It's like in front of ten people or eight people if you know the, the booker, and it's like. But when you're doing that at a, on a cruise ship, <laughs> like in front of like tourists yeah. that fucking paid like two thousand dollars to fucking dude, dude, it was so. I was dying, dude. There, I have. I'm, I'm gonna write a book one day. I, I'm. I gotta write a fucking TV show about it because. I have so many fucking stories about these. Like, dude, there was a Richard Simmons cruise one time. Like, they would rent out, like, like Kiss has a cruise, like a Kiss, right? Yeah. So everybody from it's all Kiss fans, and then Kiss performed. I was there. I actually was walking around the Bahamas. Craig Gas saw me. He's like Adam Hunter, and he's like, come. And I went. I got to see Chris. I Kiss was awesome. But for some reason, they thought Richard Simmons would sell four thousand seats on a cruise ship, right? Jesus. Not ha- so it didn't happen. He sold like 200 tickets. This is like 20 years ago, right? So they didn't tell anybody else on the ship that Richard Simmons has half the cruise, has a, a third of the cruise. So the cruise director was telling me that like people were eating breakfast, and all of a sudden <laughs> Richard Simmons jumps on the table and, and starts like dancing. And then all these fat people start dancing everywhere. And uh, but then like a thousand are looking around going, what the fuck? Like, are we being invaded? Like, like, why are fat? Is that Richard Simmons? Like people, everyone's confused. Like, dude, then I, I have a friend that had like this, a nude cruise, like literally nudists rent the cruise. Right. Wow. And my friend said it smells so bad because they turn off the air conditioner. <laughs> oh, no, dude. Uh, it, it's not attractive people. I mean, it, it's not. I mean, it's not Jesslyn Michelle, you know, it's not Desiderita. I mean, how could it be? No, no, no. So it's, yeah, I know. I, I see you. So the, the nude cruise, dude, I knew, I, I like knew the comic that went on the nude cruise. He got a complaint for being too dirty. Like he was like, because he was, he was wearing clothes and the audience said he was too dirty, but they're all naked. Like, fuck, it's anyway. So let's talk about, uh, about a girl who won her pro debut by knockout. I mean, this girl's got legit power. Jessica, yeah. how are you? That was amazing. Uh, how did that feel? First of all, thank you for having me, even though I kept flaking just because training. I get I it. Love. Thank you. You can hear me all right, yeah? Yeah, a little a little echoey. But uh I know it's so I have I have I just got out of training and the other rooms are extra loud. So I thought this would be the most quiet. That's all right. okay. It's okay, we'll, we'll, we'll make it work. So you okay. won your you won your PFL debut uh, With a by total knockout. I mean, it, it it was like she she took you down and then you got back up and then you hit her and that it was like like how did that feel? Well, it was all in my head. It was everything was in my head because I like being on the ground. My strength is jujitsu. I love grappling. I work on the ground striking and Muay Thai and that stuff is like kind of just 
with being involved, but I never actually got taught those things. And I, uh, I didn't say this in a lot of interviews, but I had a lot of really bad injuries, including a severe concussion right before that fight. So I was like, ah, I got to end this. I don't want to do this. I can't do this. Um, I had uh, not a lot of like support. So I mean, I don't want to get into like too many details, but I had like my, my quarter man believed in me and we're like, this chick does her thing and she's not going to be able to handle. No, my it was, fists. you're, you're, it was amazing. Uh, and then you, and you had what you had, what Randy Couture, Kenny Florian, I think Tyron Woodley, like everyone was talking about you and they were all like, how crazy most people in their like pro debut don't get these legends like talking about you. I mean, how, how did that feel? It was really cool to have them. And then just to have them um, exclaim anything about my striking. Cause that's like something I was really nervous about using, using like if I've ever in any of my little amateur fights, I want to grab them and take them to the ground and choke them out or submit them or just be in control. And that's how those all went. But like, as far as like strikes or my fists, like I, I didn't know, I didn't know I had these. <laughs> Every fight calls for something different. So I, I obviously don't think I would stand toe to toe like that with the chick who won the contract, like the chick who won her, the fourth out of four fights. Did yeah, you, how you should have won the contract though. You should have won the contract. You know, she had 160 fights in her belt. I think she, she probably could be ready, but here's the cool thing. That would have been the end of the road for me, at least for this year. They called me back, so I have a fight next week. Oh, wow. If there's one thing I could say, I, I'm not a pro fighter, I'm not a coach. Uh, a little bit more head movement, though. That's right? what my boxing coach said. <laughs> <laughs> but so here's the other thing. She did tag me once, and uh, I think that I would have moved my head a lot more. She hit me hard. Like, she just, I mean, I'm not, that's not an excuse, but your body kind of starts knowing what to do when it's getting rocked. And I, she didn't hit hard. So I'm like, I'm going to eat these and come forward. I'm going to eat more if you try to throw them and just come forward. Now, I know sometimes, like, you do pro wrestling. You're a great pro wrestler. And I've seen fighters sometimes have a hard time going from pro wrestling to fighting because they pull punches. Yeah. Um, and and is it, was it hard for you sometimes to not pull the punch? Yeah. Or slap the thigh. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Um, it was hard at first because I kind of started both of them at the, the simultaneously. <clears throat> so it was like, you know, you're trying to make it look real, but then it's not. And then you're trying to make, like, go hard, but then you can't. So it's like, it was challenging to do them both, but I haven't been pro wrestling so much. So it's more, it's a lot easier. It's more real. Now, did you have uh, John Wood in your corner and uh, were you still at like syndicate? No, John Wood is the head coach of Syndicate, but I have a teammate. He's my head grappling coach as well. He's a black belt. He teaches jiu-jitsu. And he used to teach the um, nighttime MMA, not the team, not the pro MMA, but just the MMA class. Um, and then I had a, have a veteran, Sarah Kaufman. She fought for PFL also. She oh, fought yeah. Ronda Rousey. Yeah, she fought everybody. That girl's been around. She, yeah, she's, Sarah she's an OG. She's awesome. Yeah, she's an OG. So just having her insight and her there for a few days was enlightening. Yeah, you're always, you're like me, but you're always like in crazy different directions. I, I never know if you're like it preakness or you're on a bike or you're on a motorcycle or you're exotic dancing or you're wrestling or you're doing lingerie fighting or you're oh, doing you're real psychedelics, fighting. right? But like, uh, 
what are we focused on? Are, are we done? Are we just focused on MMA right now? Well, I mean, who I am involves all of that, right? You're not just going to like be pigeonholed into one thing. Um, but no, fighting is the focus. I, especially now that I have this contract or I don't have a contract yet, but I had this opportunity with PFL. We'll see where it goes from here. I was dealing with shoulder issues for like a long time. And just this week we had a breakthrough on what it is. And so we started targeting it and it's, I can, I can lift my fucking arm up for the first time in months, like six months. This one had surgery less than a year ago and it's finally getting better. So I'm like, now that I can be focused and not worry about that, then that's obviously going to be the main, the main goal. But, um, thank you. Who, who, who but, are you uh, fighting? Who's your I'll next fight, be... by the way? Next Friday. No, who are you fighting? Do you know? I mean, who is it? One of the winners from the same show. She was before me. She had red braids and she's a wrestler. Her name is Jackie. You're fighting yeah. Kettle. You're a girl named Jackie with red braids. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, are we watching film of Jackie with red braids? Do we know what she's going to do? Do you have somebody? Um, that's, so she's a decorated wrestler. Like she's had her wrestling. I think she did collegiate wrestling. She's been wrestling. She's in her early 30s, but um, she choked her opponent out. Like her opponent passed out, too. Like, like passed out. Um, but, you know, the thing about wrestlers, they're going to be strong and powerful. And she's, I'm certain, strong and powerful because you can just see her physique. They'll wear themselves out and they leave their throats open. And they're not ready for what legs can do to submit yes. people. And that's, that's now, what. Now you fight at 55. Like. Do you cut any weight? Uh, you know, I was walking a little heavy before this, after surgery, but like not, not a lot now, not normally, no. You, you, you look shredded. You look ripped. Uh, dating life is good. Are you dating anybody? Or, or I don't we... have time for any of that. All right. No dates. But I'm uh, not dating. I'm looking for a husband after fighting. A husband. Not <laughs> anything. I'm like, I've been around the world. I've seen everyone and everything. And you know what I mean? It's been fun. <laughs> but, yeah. Wait, but don't you have to date the guy first before you get married? Or, or are you just looking for a straight, I don't know, I kind of miss no, it. Um, no, I could just look at him and know if he's husband material or not. There's no point in going on dates. So Interesting. Okay, so but do you want to have kids eventually? I feel like you'd be a good mom. Thanks. You know, I go back and forth. Like when I was, was engaged, I um, did very much, but then I always dreaded thinking about it because maybe because that was the wrong person for me, but um, you know, I just, I leave it up to the ultimate plan. If that's in the plan for me, then cool. But if not, I, I don't know. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Right. I'd like okay. to. Good. Well, guys have to also not pull out. There's a whole, you know, there's a whole. Yeah. And also you can go on the pill if you don't trust <laughs> God so much. There's a lot of other things, but I, I hear you. Um, so I, like, you're such a fun girl. Um, and I, it's so Ooh. hard to not root for you. Uh, I, I, I like, I now, but we're not, we're no, we're no longer dancing, right? Are we dancing still? You know, I was just telling someone that I was going to talk more about that part of my life. It's been years, um, but uh, it was a lot of fun. So we have a new coach here who used to run the Muay Thai program here at Syndicate. And then he left for a bunch and, and they said, oh, he went out chasing strippers and drugs. <laughs> I thought I was joking, but kind of. Yeah, he had a he had a pot farm and ran a strip club. So 
I was going to ask him the club because I'm going to say that's that's one of the states that I didn't dance in. So <laughs> wait, where are we going with this? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> You asked about dancing. so And you said I'm, you haven't danced for a couple of years, but now there's a new coach to try to get you into it? Like, so, I, I, so I was thinking about dance. So I was thinking about people and clubs and dancing. And I'm like, you know what? In my interview today, I want to talk about dancing because that was a big part of my life and it was a lot of fun. But I don't ever share it. Like, yeah, no, so, I, okay, so yeah. I went across country in a van and danced at different clubs and tried to make a documentary about these women who were self-sufficient who could live a lifestyle and make money doing what they want and utilize dancing to obtain their goals, right? I have hours of footage and done nothing with it at various clubs across right. the country. Well, yes. if you want me to watch the footage and give you <laughs> I will give you my feedback on it. Me and Adam will edit it together. Yeah, yeah well, trust me. I, I, so, no, but that's a great, that's actually, I, I think that's super I mean, why that is empowering women are you women are using, I think, as I mean, only fans now is like the big thing. I mean, you went it's out kinda, there. Yeah. I mean, and plus, but I think I've seen you like you're like a legit skilled pole dancer. Like, right. You can do all kinds of crazy tricks and shit. You're not like, yeah. I feel like, you know, I did have two types of when you think dancing, you think or what I think people think is. One girl that's like, oh, I love you. Let's get married, blah, blah, blah. She gets a guy a lap dance, and gets him hard, rubs his cock, takes 20 bucks and never talks to him again, right? And, and, then, there's, and then there's the other side where you, you see these fucking like gymnasts acrobats. that are acrobats, Cirque du Soleil, and you're like, what the fuck? And yes, and people give them money and, and you can't believe how talented that person is. But, yes. and I think sometimes they get kind of intermingled. So talk yeah. about- about your yeah, like if, if you do the pulse stuff don't you also have to do lap dances aren't lap dances like part of the job but, requirement but bill bill i just asked a, a fucking hour-long question but answer please answer the, the, and then you can answer your ask your question just, just okay i'll tell you so there are totally different personalities in the club as far as employees there are the girls who are just gonna like Oh, you want to dance, honey? I love you. And then like, whatever, you know, they get their, make their money. But um, I'm a performer first. I've always been a performance artist. And I think that that's why I was kind of drawn to it. And that's why I loved going back after amateur night that I happened to win when I just needed a few hundred bucks. Um, and I loved being on stage. And that's why I think that I obtained regulars when I did work. There was like maybe a two or three year stint where I was full time. Otherwise it was kind of off and on. But the, when I'm on stage, because I love music, I love music. So if I get to dance on stage and I can just do whatever I want and be however I want to move the way the music makes me move, they feel it. I don't care what kind of performance it is. They feel it when you're feeling it. And this is something I've always wanted to uh, uh, bring into the MMA fighting because I was trying really hard to do it for pro wrestling. That's what they call flow. And when you're in the flow and you're feeling it like that and you're just going, that's when you make the most impression and the most money. So that's why I was successful at strip clubs because I had little titties. Like, I, I mean, I was, I was an okay looking chick. Like I wasn't like this, but they liked my performance and they liked my personality. And they even told me numerous times, I thought we were coming here to see tits and ass. I didn't know we were going to get a, a show. And I'm like, that's the best compliment I could ever receive, you know? Cause I also did take myself to, sometime in the middle of that career past, I did take myself to circus school and I did silks and I did um, the trapeze. I wasn't very in interested in that lifestyle, but I still do stilts. 
when people want to pay and have a silt walker. Um, and I think that for me, it was the performance part, but also the reason why I was good at bartending is, um, and the reason why strippers are excellent business people, um, is they're just really good at talking to various types of personalities. So you have to know how to talk to all, all kinds of men come into the club. Everybody, no, your father, your mother, your cousins, like, I don't care who you are. Don't lie. You all go in there and you all love it. And if you don't, you should. Now, did you so, ever down on men who are like married with kids? Cause like, I don't go to strip clubs. Like, cause I, my wife's like, well, we have, we have shared locations. I don't fucking turn anyway. On our phone. <laughs> but, uh, but did you, but sometimes you would see when I used to go to strip clubs, I would see these guys with like, you know, the wives and kids, and they're just, they're just spending all this fucking money on a girl who doesn't like him. And it, it, it like make you sad. Or did you think that this guy was horrible or like he was trying to so, fuck the girl? Was there sex in the champagne room? Like that's also what people want to know. So I worked at maybe 40, maybe 30 to 40 different States in various clubs. And very rarely, maybe less than five clubs allowed any kind of sexual activity. If there were, if there was, I wasn't involved because that's not what I was. I I was very strict with my boundaries. Um, of course it's fantasy, but once again, I'm a performer and I'm an actor and it's fantasy. And the, the clientele that I attracted were the ones who wanted to keep it as that. Otherwise they'd go, I don't know. They just had that personality. They'd go get an escort if they wanted more. Right. And that's way easier than trying to schmooze the stripper. Um, so I think what the guys liked and what they needed was companionship. And I'm not, I've never been married and I would never judge anyone because I've never been married, but I can only imagine that you've been with someone for fucking 24, 40 years. Like you probably get a little bored of each other. So like, I don't know, maybe she doesn't listen to you. And you, sometimes there's just little voids in relationships that your partner forgets about or doesn't fill. And I'm not saying that you have to seek it elsewhere, but maybe it, reinvigorates you to have someone actually listen and that's the one thing i was good at was just listening to these men talk about their shit now a lot of Therapy. girls sometimes sometimes girls will get mad at other girls like for giving like handies or blowjobs in the because they'd be like the fuck you're making us yeah. all look bad and yeah. why why is the guy gonna get gonna go to me when you're when you're you know making them come did you ever yeah. have that experience it totally undercuts the value of the girls you're like well you're going to charge me $50 for just two dances when I can get a hand job from that girl. I'm like, first of all, if you want a hand job, go pay for a hand job. That's not what I do. If you want what I have to offer, it's $50. Like, and that's it. So if they want my mind and my conversation and my body type, or I just, you know, we have our different energies, like different charisma, then you pay for that. So I didn't really find it to be competitive when the girls would do that because those kinds of men who wanted that weren't my type. Right. Well, let me ask you a question. This is important. If you ever have a guy, a client, you said, who kind of like clearly like fell in love with you and was like, I'm going to leave my wife and kids. I want to be with you. You must have had some sticky moments where people really wanted to cross the line and be with you, right? I don't think they actually said I'm going to leave my wife and kids, but they offered <laughs> trips and stuff. And one time I took a trip, I took it up and went to Greece. Um, yeah, years, not? years later. So while on that trip, he was, you know, I, anyway, years later. The, uh, no, 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 no. Anyway. Okay. You went, with, you, went with the, you went with the married guy to Greece. 
I met, I, I went to Greece and met him there. Okay. But he flew you there. Yeah, I'm not going to pay for that. <laughs> right. Okay. So <laughs> you, a guy was like, come, I'm married. You're in Greece. You're staying. No, with he didn't mention anything about marriage. He didn't say anything about his family or that he was married or anything. Um, I met him in New York, New York City, and like saw him right, like regularly and seemed distinguished. So I, I, and I, and I had left a long-term relationship at that time. So I was feeling a little wild, like, and I love to travel, like traveling is my passion. So dude, if someone wants to take me and that, and that was what kind of it was, is I didn't have to go with him. He just was like, I'll buy the ticket. And when did you, when, and when did you find out and realize that he was married with kids? So while we were hanging out, um, he was just on his phone and being like weird. And I'm like, okay, so what is going on? He's like, yeah, it's getting a little, it's getting a little weird right now. She's getting mad. I'm like, well, why did you fucking bring me here? What are you thinking? But anyway, I just um, finished the trip. It was awkward, but I enjoyed what I got to enjoy. And um, they got to see Acropolis and stuff. It was a neat place. You you definitely, you've lived 12 lives. Now, we were talking about the Will Smith thing, right? I had heard allegedly, okay. I heard from a girl that used to be uh, in the porn industry that she used to go to these parties and she said, yes, I NDAs had some fucking crazy, like stuff going on. And then this is what she told me like 15 years ago, right? She was at the party and saw it. Like they have a weird relationship. Right. Um, And that's when that whole thing with August uh, with the, the, she, when, when she, she was dating her son's friend, and saying, yeah, we had an entanglement. And I'm like, this, what I thought was, you know, there's probably been like a thousand of these fucking dudes. Uh, and he probably has women, but they all sign NDAs. And this guy is just the one guy that just went public with it. It seemed like at the Oscars, when Chris Rock made that joke and they laughed, she looked at him like, motherfucker, you're going to laugh, right? Because first he was like, ah, and he got scared. Like, because I think they have some kind of bondage thing where she whips him or like later on that that night, she's going to put a ball gag in his mouth. Like, he's like, I have to do something or I'm going to be beaten. And then he walks up and and then has to smack him as part of their like arrangements. This is my theory. Uh, Now, you've been in situations, I'm sure, where... uh, uh, I, I don't know, you're into bondage or, or whatever, role-playing, or you seem like you had some fun situations. Uh, <laughs> is, is that something that goes on? Am, am I wrong? Or is this a theory that you could see happening? <laughs> that's, that's a funny theory about the Will Smith thing. I, I have no idea about what they have going on. But there's some weird shit that happens in Hollywood. Like, that's another thing about marriage. Like, maybe you there's different dynamics that go on in marriage. You got to keep things spicy. Maybe that's what keeps it spicy. But uh, as far as my experience with stuff like that, it didn't come from the strip club. Um, I think it came from my personality of wanting to experience life. And so when I got involved with like modeling and acting and I was already dancing. And so I didn't mind doing nude parts and like independent films or photo shoots. They paid the most, um, then it kind of just snowballs into, oh, well, here's this photographer who's doing this. And then what, what about this? And then we do this. And this, this was like, even before social media was what it is now, like in the last. But you had guys like, years. have you had guys that like pay you to kick them in the balls and like beat them <laughs> up and like 
tell them that they're- So now you're jumping to a totally different <laughs> part. Like these, this is, these are all branches of the same tree, but they're like big branches right. somewhere else. So like with the bondage stuff, I never got into, um, I never got into, but it was always still a fantasy. And if, if it was paid, then yeah, like if you want to do, I don't do photo shoots and stuff like that anymore, but in my early twenties, yeah, it was, it was quite requested. And I'm like, well, I don't know, why not? I'm experiencing Bill, life. Bill, have you ever paid a girl to kick in the balls? I feel like that's nothing. God, no. <laughs> yeah. So that's a different thing. So come finding pro wrestling, which is a, a fetishized anyway, um, and then getting into fighting, which people in other countries contact me and they literally can't fathom that a female even has a muscle or could pick a man up. Like they can't even think they could pick up a male like their women yeah. are so subdued and repressed that they wouldn't even let a woman touch them let alone be strong enough to hold them and it's a huge fetish it's called lift and carry where you do pick up a male and carry him around i don't know well, what i don't know what <laughs> i mean i gotta say it, 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 the idea of you like physically dominating me is kind of hot because even like when i do jujitsu and like an adult male can choke me it always makes me laugh because i feel like Wow, you're able to choke me. That's weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's what so if a woman up. could do that, I don't know. I'd probably pop like 17 boners. I think that's, <laughs> I think that? I popped 17 boners, and that's why I got into jujitsu because <laughs> I was going to jujitsu to learn something for pro wrestling. I was like, maybe I should learn some legit shit. I went in there one day, these little girls were choking me out. Like I said, left and right. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I don't, I don't like this, but I like this. So I'm coming back. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I could see that too. But yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> Guys pay a lot of money to have girls. Yeah, do I know that, but I feel like that you have to stop. There has to be like a like a line because because pretty soon like you know guys are getting peed on or you're peeing on it, it, it gets to be like insane so those are different that's a different branch too <laughs> if it's strictly competitive and domination and then there's domination with whips and toys and ball gags and there's dom- the, the these are very specified i know I, I like that's why i'm like i don't even like another dude like if i'm watching a porn and there's like two dudes and a girl i'm like i don't want the other guy in the porn uh, i'm like i want one, <laughs> one i want one dude one girl because i'm like i don't want to see another dick like is it bad enough you guys see one dick now I got to see two dicks. Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah. too, it's, it's too, too many dicks. You're um, a traditional guy. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, but Will Smith looked like the biggest bitch, I thought, because like no one even cared about his wife's hair or her alopecia. No one was talking about it. It was his day. He goes out and he's not like, well, if, even if he closed hand, like knocked him out, at least it would be worse. But at least you're like, wow, I was a fucking... That was a nice fucking knock. Like, but yeah, the, the, the smack, like, like who the fuck smacks anybody? And not not even like backhanded. Like, like, like if it was a pimp slap, at least you'd be like kind of funny. But like a regular smack, it and now as all people are doing is making fun of the guy. Like literally, he was like, you can't make a joke. And now comedian after comedian, it's the funniest fucking shit. Even the guy, the Detroit guy, the guy that teaches like defense. The fuck oh yeah no he teaches how to defend yourself against a smack at an, at an oscar he has a video oh, he started doing that <laughs> yeah he has a video out about how to dude and then Corey holcomb who oh. who's one of my favorite comics who i know me dude he is one of the funniest like i'll play you guys some of the fucking shit that like 
because I've been just watching this and I'm just like, holy shit. Like, uh, for, let's see if I can find. All right. Self-defense guru. All right. So this guy, you guys can see this, right? Hold on. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this fuck. First of all, this guy, I, I can't believe what's his name actually brought this guy to the octagon and then he won. Like, of course he won. <laughs> this guy. Yeah, that was just for. Uh, so he has this thing like. All right, Detroit, your response ready, right? I want to share with you how you can prevent yourself from being slapped in the mouth. When you say something about someone's wife, you shouldn't have said in the first place. So. The first thing you should do when the man's coming towards you to confront you, instead of laughing, you simply move off stage left. <laughs> and <laughs> now, if he's moving too fast, then you're going to have to improvise, which means head is going to stop. <laughs> and from here, you <laughs> away and say, hey, sorry about what I said about your wife. I apologize and simply move away from you. <laughs> Those are options which will increase your survivability. Like, come on. I like, I mean, like, dude, him, the, the, the funniest is, is Corey Holcomb. Like, Corey Holcomb, by the way, me and Corey, we did a couple shows together. One called, if you guys don't know Corey Holcomb, he's the most, like, funniest yet misogynistic comedian you'll ever see in your life. But it's beyond hilarious. Like, yeah, uh, uh, do yourself, he's, like, so fucking funny. I, I, I did a show with him called Ambush stand-up where we had him at a sorority house doing comedy for UCLA sorority, which, which is another thing. I, but, but this is what he said about it. And boy, did he do something. Uh, I mean, on. In one stunning moment that I can, went can you from get, Oscar so what to Oscar so what? Hold on. Can you guys uh, like, hear it? That's all I'm saying. All right. So hold on. Now, every you know single comedian now. You don't put your hands on nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because somebody say something. So here we go. It is fake because... Hold on who is of a certain age, Look, over okay, 45, so, so here's Corey's gained of everybody who has something to do with it. If black people turn the Oscars into the mini version of the 99 Source Awards, y'all went for that shit? I'm embarrassed for you. But I don't think it was staged. I don't think it was staged. I think that every man who is of a certain age, over 45, every man who allows an evil, cankerous whore <laughs> to be in their presence at age 45 and older, if you allow an evil, wicked bitch who fuck her son's friend to accompany you on your shoulder in public, you ain't gonna get nothing but drama. That's just God <laughs> saying that. You oh cannot sit up front at the Oscars with a bald head, bitch, <laughs> and expect nobody not to say something. It is impossible. You cannot be with, as my man Willie D said. All head hog. Even Lupita had a wig on. Lupita. Yeah, Lupita. African bitch had some hair. She knew better than that. That bitch is going to put on something from that bullshit on my front. This nigga came to the Oscars with a bald head bitch that fucked y'all son, homie, in y'all house. 
And then you got all the fish and cold. And then, and then you got all the fish and man. No, August got all the pieces of that pussy. <laughs> August got all the pieces of that pussy in your house, Will. You slapped the wrong man. <laughs> you slapped the wrong man. <laughs> A man say, G.I. Jane, he said, I love you. G.I. Jane, too. Can't wait to see you. Yeah. Will, your goofy ass laughed at first. You got checked by your bitch on sight. Your bitch did this. Nigga, you's a goofy for that, nigga. You's a goofy, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> How in the fuck we live in a world? First right. of all, man, come on, okay. man. Chris Rock. All right, so I'm gonna stop. He don't fight motherfuckers. Chris but, Rock ain't known for fighting motherfuckers. I mean, but Will so, Smith, I know you're a big nigga. I know you be with them goons. All right, so I'm just saying, the guy went from wanting nobody to make fun of him. Now everybody, I mean, everybody with a voice now. Uh, Stephen A. Smith said something, and uh, Shannon Sharp said something, and and P- Diddy and Kevin Hart. Like now, yeah. it's like that. That was the worst possible reaction. Uh, I know it's crazy. I mean, what? It's a, it's, it was a stupid joke. The the good news is that from now on, whenever someone's in, in the Oscars and they try to make some speech about how to be better or live better. Like, fuck you. No one's going to listen to anyone at the Oscars talking about how to be a better human being anymore. No one did anything. No one, they, they gave him a standing ovation the second he got his award. Fuck these bitches in Hollywood. They're a bunch of fucking, God damn it, these people. They're a bunch of phonies. I hate them. No. It's, I mean, Jessalyn, you're, 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 you're doing God's work, okay? You're, you're, you're living life. You're, you're fighting. You're fighting. You're, you're, you're being a good person. You're smart. You're smart. You're doing the real deal. It's just you're, you're well, right. I mean, I want to find a man. You're too good. How are you going to find a good man to match you? Oh, well, if send him my way in about a year, I'll be, I'll be maybe ready. But um, no, that's like what I'm saying is like that marriage, the whole marriage thing. Like he's talking about Jada fucking the kid or something. Yeah. Like I, I don't know, maybe some weird shit they both do. And if that works for them, then that works for them. Like, who's to say? Like, who's to talk shit about it? They're still together. If you don't I'm like just, it, you wouldn't be there. No, you can't fuck your kids' friends. <laughs> I mean... I'm, so, I'm sorry. You can't... Over I don't know. No, because then what happens... This is what happens. This is what happens. When you when you allow too much bullshit yeah, but- in your life, you end up fucking smacking Chris Rock. Okay. Right. So, yeah, you got to set boundaries, yep. but you also have to, like, not be fake. Like, be upfront about it. Be real. Like, hey, look, listen, I don't know. We've been married a long time. I don't want to leave you, but I'd like this 19-year-old. Can you cool like, with that? But, but, no? but, like, then you got people like Tiffany Haddish, who I love, who's like, that was the most romantic thing I've ever seen. Like, uh, a woman's, a guy stuck up for his woman. I'm like, like, my wife looked at me. She goes, you would just sit there and laugh. And I go, yeah, because... <laughs> I would I would assume you'd be embarrassed if I had to get up and smack somebody on your behalf for making a joke. Like, I don't think you want to be with someone like that. Um, no. Like, I mean, Jocelyn, is that romantic to you that a guy would do that or no? Not in that situation, because. Well, I'm not offended. I'm not an offended person anyway, but if something really struck me to the heart and my partner knew that I was very 
down about it and very sensitive. Like if I had a kid and he died and someone made a joke about that, like. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. But then, like leave, like leave the stage no, or no, like. No, no, she's right. There are certain things. You're right. If, if, if your kid had cancer and died and somebody makes a fucking, hey, your kid had cancer. But I don't know how you'd make that even funny or there's be a joke there. But let's say something did. Yeah, that probably wouldn't be funny at all, but whatever. So maybe some people might try, but like, I don't think getting up and being violent is quite the answer. I think firing back with something wittier and clever, more clever about how you're being a fucking disrespectful asshole might be more appropriate, but right. Uh, know. But I would like, I wouldn't want my guy, uh, I've, I've had this experience, just sit there and be like, I'm like, are you going to fucking say or do something? Or can you check your friend, please? Like, yeah. Like, do you have any respect for yourself to not let them disrespect me right like, yeah. you're you're right but also this <laughs> joke Demi yeah. Moore was hot and ripped and bald what's wrong with comparing her to Demi Moore the joke made no sense I mean the, the whole thing made no sense it was it was the whole thing was like there was something going on between them I I think yeah. more to the story I, I do but I can't I don't have an opinion because I had no idea yeah but 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 uh but yeah but also like but yeah, I don't know. I'm not saying open marriages don't work because people do make them work. And some, some people are swingers and that's what they, that's what happens for them. I am not mature. I'm not emotionally mature enough to do that. Uh, <laughs> I can't watch anyone fuck my wife uh, better. Or maybe or you're more. not a sociopath. It's also maybe you're just not a sociopath as well. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm not a jealous person, but I just but, but I but I would be too hurt. And I would want to remove myself from a situation where that, that should be going. I'd be like, all right, I'm, I'm not in this. Like, I'll, I'll be by myself and I'll find other people who like, are like me and sensitive and weird. We'll just, we'll be our own people. <laughs> but, but, you know, like, but Chris Rock made a speech about how he used to get bullied. He was borderline raped in high school by du dudes. Like, like his whole life he's been bullied. So, so he's still in fucking trauma. Now he got bitch slapped for the whole fucking world and people are fucking defending the other guy. It, it's crazy. The whole thing. <laughs> Did you hear I what Jim Carrey said? Thing. Yeah, but Maybe. Oh, that's the other thing. But okay, so that, that's the other problem. Like, so Jim Carrey, I thought was great. He's like, now Hollywood, you guys are the cool, you were the cool people. Like you gave this guy a standing ovation after what happened and you're right. But then somebody pulls up Jim Carrey winning an award 15 years ago and he walks up to the MTV Awards and just makes out with Alicia Silverstone, who was like 19, who wanted nothing to do with it. He just grabs her and starts kissing her and everyone's like, oh, this Jim Carrey? <laughs> and we were like, that was fucking terrible too. And it's like, oh, fuck, like, oh, man. Like, uh, Jim Carrey was right, but I watched that clip and I'm like, damn, that wasn't cool, Jim Carrey. You can't just fuck it. Well, Jim Carrey is a garbage human being. I mean, it's not about like, it's not like do do as I do, do as I say with these people in Hollywood. Yeah, but uh, anyway. Well, I don't know, but I do feel like the, you, okay, this isn't, this is me being a little too sensitive about it, but I do think people can grow and change. I don't know how Jim Carrey was back then, but like, you know, when you're getting famous and your head's getting big and filled and you're like demented because you don't know what's going on for real because Hollywood is just an overwhelming whirlwind of bullshit and BS and money. He kind of seemed like he got a little lost at some time. Didn't he go down like a fucking spiral? So yeah. maybe he's changed. I don't know. Maybe he's no, you're now. right. He's, he's, he's definitely not making out. He's, he's not doing that again. 
but it's, but it's just like, fuck, you're like, people say one thing and then it's like, yeah, well, fuck you, Jim Carrey, you did this. And people have the receipts and be like, uh. Anyway. Like, that's also the cool thing about being a celebrity, though, is like one little mistake. You, well, I'm not saying those are little mistakes, yeah, but like yeah. one thing you can do, you'll never live out. Like you'll never let it, people won't let it go. A hundred percent. Well, your fight next Friday night. If I ever got, I ever got like famous or well-known, oh, who knows what they're going to find and just talk shit about. I can't wait. I got, I'm, so, I'm so looking. That's why I'm. I, that's why I'm like pushing you to get famous. I want to see all the videos. Okay. All right. So, um, but uh, I think something's wrong with your. Uh, oh, let me, is that you? Okay. Yeah. Something was a little wrong with your. Uh, your because it sounded like we we're like underwater. Um, Am I now? It's a little better, but it's like a weird echo. But where can people watch your fight next Friday? So you have to have the app Fubo TV. F-U-B-O-T-V. Um, you could find out how through their Instagram, I guess. And then you download it and you can get a free seven-day trial. Otherwise, it's so much a month, but they have all the sports channels and you have access to all the sports channels, lots of channels if you're into that. Uh, you should check it out because I guess it's a big, big app for sports and other types of sporty entertainment. Um, no lingerie fighting, unfortunately. Um, then you can cancel after the trial, but it's next Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific time because it's 9 p.m. over there in Florida. Um, it's going to be a male and female mixed, mixed card, and this girl says she's going to beat the winner, the million-dollar winner of the last two years. So I have to beat her to tell her she's not. Yes. Fuck that. You're getting that million dollars. Uh, yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. Uh, Bill, what do you have coming up? I'm going to be uh, headlining the San Diego Laugh Factory. Uh, the 7th and 8th. Are you in San Diego, Jessalyn? No. Wait, I wish. When? The 7th and 8th, you said? The, the 7th and 8th. Yes. Of eight. All right. Well, then they can watch my fight after your, no, before your show. After oh, that's show. right. Same night. Only on the 8th. And I got, I got dates booked up. Uh, I'm filming another one of those UFC comedy specials. Uh, nice. Soon and a bunch of shit. Uh, go to adamhuntercomedy.com. Thank you, Jessalyn. Uh, you're the best. You are one of my favorite people in the world. I can't. I want to watch you live soon, so keep me updated. That'll be great. Take care. Bye, guys. Bye.